how do you express your emotions? So if you're kind of in a multi-person household now, think about this maybe for now, or maybe when you were growing up, like who was maybe the one that was like super expressive? Um, if they were feeling something, everybody knew about it. All right, is that, is that, is that you? Uh, or are you the kind of quiet, um, pretty steady? You do have feelings, but you're pretty stable, so you come across as quite moderate. Is that you? Is that you in your, in your household? Are you, uh, are you like me? Mostly pretty calm, but occasionally it all explodes out. Um, makes total sense to me when that happens, but generally comes as a total surprise to everybody else. Okay, who are, who are, the, who are the expressive ones? Who, who's the let it all hang out? Anybody want to admit to being a... When I have emotions, I expect at least one member of my family to put their hand up at this point. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Sue. Good. Um, uh, how about sort of quiet and steady, not much shows, not many ripples on the surface? Really? <laughs> we might have to quiz your members of your family, Nathaniel, to see whether that's true. How about the occasional exploder? Yes, excellent. Oh, great. Great, I'm in, I'm in good company. Um, and don't you, don't you love it as well, like when feeling positive emotions, sometimes like when, when kids are quite small and they're excited, they're literally so excited that they can't stand still. They kind of jump up and down with excitement. Um, and so, you know, sometimes with a sporting event, like when Callum was little, we'd sort of sometimes see this from afar, and he would literally be sort of bouncing up and down. Um, and even if you weren't nearby, you could sort of tell what he was feeling because of uh, up and down he'd be going. Well, so in this, in this series that we're having, we're asking, what emotions is it healthy to have? What emotions is it healthy to have towards one another? What emotions is it healthy to, to have towards God? And what, what emotions is it healthy to have within the church? We've got an emotional story today, and it's about a family. And I don't know whether you'd agree with me, but I think it's in the family, in our families, that perhaps especially the emotions come out. And the family in Jesus' story was not an exception to this. So um, here's the plan. We're going to act it out. Uh, we're going to sort of literally locate the story within the, within the church. And I need some volunteers of a mixture of ages. So maybe can we have a volunteer? Or maybe you'd like to volunteer somebody, if they're willing, to be... So all, of the, all the main characters in the, in the story are male. But I think we're going to sort of... You know, these are different times. Um, we, could have a, we could have a female parent or a male parent... Who would, who would like to volunteer or be volunteered to be the parent uh, in, the, in the story? Maybe an older, an older person. Nathaniel is, is volunteering you as the father in the story. Oh. Can we have a father or mother for the story? Colin! <laughs> Anybody willing to be our, uh, the father in the story? Tim? Or Roy? Are you volunteer? Oh, Roy's volunteering. Yeah, let's have Roy. Okay, Roy, you're the father in the story. And we need a younger child, a younger child who likes to party. 
Jess, a younger child who you likes um, She doesn't seem to be volunteering. Uh, yes, let's have, let's have Aidan. Okay, well, well, I think we want just one, one younger. Hold on, hold on. There, there are further opportunities. So we need, some, we need some of the younger child's friends who also like to party. Could we have a group of party people um, sort of towards the back because you're in a different country. You're in a different place. So if Aidan, you're the younger child and um, the party people who are going to be your friends, if you, can, if you can gather at the back getting ready for the party. Any other party people? It's a small party so far. Yeah, yeah, good. That's, that's looking good. We've got a party brewing at the back. Yes, yes, you can be party people. Excellent. Uh, and we need an older, an older child. We've got a volunteer older child, Rachel. Yes, you can be the older child. And the older child actually gets a prop. Here's your prop. You can do some digging. So, Father, send older child out into the fields to work on the farm. Now, not too far away, but that's, that, that's, that's not bad. Okay, so bear in mind this story is a story with a meaning. The parent represents God, our Father, so ably represented by Roy here, uh, and the children represent us in God's family who can behave in some very different ways. Okay, we're ready for the story to start. Then I shall begin. So the story starts at home. There's the parent. Uh, and by the way, as I say things, you can just sort of act them out. Uh, um, yep. So there's the parent and there's the two children. And the younger child says, and what you say to your parent is, Give me the money now that I'm due to get when you die. I can't wait to get out of here and do my thing. Yes. And the parent says, okay, you need to imagine some money. Okay, here's the money. Okay, here's the money. Peanuts. It, well, it wasn't peanuts, of course, but um, yeah, it was quite a lot of money. But um, uh, so. Now, at this point, at this point, at this point, how are you feeling? I'm excited. Excited, yeah. Any other suggestions as to how the younger child might be feeling? Rich, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. How's the, how's the dad going to be feeling? How are you feeling? Uh, overjoyed. Uh, I'm feeling sad it's going to go, but... Also, it means I get a bit of time to myself, which is not too bad, actually. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, an, an interesting mix of feelings from, uh, from the dad. Any other suggestions as to how the dad is going to be feeling? He's, yeah, <laughs> we're going to sack Roy after a bit. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, so the dad's, the dad's losing his son, isn't he? Um, and the son's just told him that he can't wait until he's dead. Uh, he wants the inheritance now. Not an easy thing for a dad to uh, deal with. Uh, older child, how are you feeling? Okay, don't really like your younger brother. He's annoying. Yeah, yeah. So you're not altogether unhappy, 
but maybe also not that impressed with, with younger brother. Okay, so it is kind of a sad moment. And by the way, notice that sometimes we think about God in some of the ways that the younger child thinks about the father. So we sometimes think, God's holding me back. He's holding us back. God just wants me to work hard for him. But what about my needs? God wants me to sacrifice my happiness for obedience. We do sometimes think that about God, don't we? That he doesn't really care about our happiness. But it's an exciting moment for the younger child. So the story continues, and off goes the younger child to a far-off place, which is sort of, it's not that far, it's just sort of at the back there. And the younger child meets some friends, some party people. And at this point, he's got plenty of money, so, so he's very popular, and they party. Okay, can we have some partying going on here? If you can sort of pump up the music a little bit more, um, let's, let's, get, let's have some party going on uh, at the back there. Yeah, a bit of dancing. Okay, good. So now I want to... Now, Aidan, the younger child at this moment, how are you feeling? Happy, yeah? Uh, any, any other suggestions about how the, how the younger child is feeling? Top of the world, yeah? Popular. Popular. Yeah, you're feeling popular, Aidan. Yeah, you're, you're the one with the money. Everybody's rallying around. It's all going pretty well. And actually, maybe he's also thinking, these people are glad for me. They, just, they don't care about other stuff. They just want me to be happy. They're glad that I'm happy. That's all they care about, and we're having a good time together. Everything seems to be going well. And then the money runs out. Aidan, your money's run out. Friends, friends, what do you do? Run away. You maybe sort of start to decide that this younger child is not as cool as you thought they were. Now, younger child, you can't pay the rent on your flat anymore. So you get chucked out on the street and you don't have any money for food. You try to get a job, you try to get a job, but you've actually got lots of problems and you can't easily stick at it. And some people start to take advantage of you. Right, that does happen, doesn't it? So the younger child... No, the friends of a band. Oh, some people. Uh, so that's some people taking advantage of you. Yeah. So that, that happens. And the younger child sinks down in despair. And they start to think about home. Back home, even my parents' workers have got a roof over their head, a safe place to stay, and food to eat. But I've got nothing. Could I somehow try to go home even after everything I've done? So the younger child is yearning for home. But you haven't set off yet. 
Something in their heart longs to be home. Are they right? Are they right to yearn for home? Are they right to yearn for home? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I want to tell you another story. So we're going to interrupt this story. And if you just sit down for a second, we're going to interrupt this story. And I want to tell you another story to help us understand what happens next. So a young woman was sat thinking of home. If we can can be as quiet as, as we can... That would be be great. A young woman was sat thinking of home. She remembered the swing in the backyard that her parents had put up. And she remembered the bike that they'd saved up to buy her and how she used to ride the bike around the street with the other kids. Those were happy times back then. But as she'd grown up, her mum and dad always seemed so boring And her mum and dad were always trying to stop her doing what she wanted to do. So she moved down to London and got a flat with a few friends as soon as she could. It was really cool. She was doing the things, she was doing some things that her parents wouldn't really have wanted her to be doing, but it felt great. She could do finally what she wanted. Her friends were around her, and it was really good fun. It did cost a lot of money, though. She, she went home from time to time, not that often, but she did go home sometimes, and she can remember the last time that she'd been home. She hadn't actually stayed that long at home. She'd had a chat with her mum, and when her mum was out of the room, she'd noticed that she'd left her purse with a credit card on the table. Well, she was short of money at that time, so she, she took the credit card... And she used it. She used it. She used it big time. She didn't think too much about that at the time. But after that, she realized that she couldn't face going home to her parents again. She was on her own now. And that credit card didn't fix her problems. Soon she was unable to pay the rent and she lost her flat. Her friends helped her for a bit. But gradually, they got fed up with her. She always kind of needed something. She ended up sleeping rough. And after one night of trying to get a bit of sleep in railway arches and dodging one unpleasant man after another, she started to think about home. I can get through this story. She thought about that swing in the backyard. She thought about playing in the street. She thought about that bike... And she thought about her mum and dad. Could she go back home? Could she go back to them? They at least had a house to live in. But she'd stolen their money. She must be such a disappointment to them. Would they have her back? And would they even see her? She decided to write a letter. So here's what the letter said. The letter said, Dear mum and dad, I know I've treated you really badly, and I can't expect you to want to see me again, so it's up to you. I'm going to come to the end of the road early on Thursday morning, and if you want me home, hang a a white handkerchief in the window of my old bedroom. If it's there, I'll come in, and if it's not, I'll wave goodbye to the old house and go on my way. 
your daughter, Grace. Well, now it was Thursday morning. So she was nearly at the end of the street where she knew, she knew she'd be able to see the house from there. Would there be a white handkerchief in the window? She stopped. She hardly dared go to the street, and when she got there, her eyes were fixed on the pavement, and for a long time she didn't dare to look up. She took a deep breath and looked, and she stood there, staring and staring. The sun was shining on the red brick house, but it no longer seemed to be a red brick house, for every wall was festooned with white. Every window was hung with sheets, pillowcases, towels, tablecloths, handkerchiefs, and table napkins, and white muslin curtains trailed across the roof from the attic window. It looked like a snow house gleaming in the sunlight. Her parents were taking no risks. Grace threw back her head and gave a cry of relief. And then she ran up the street and straight in at the open front door. So, the younger child comes home. Let's, remove, let's resume our story. The younger child comes home. Just uh, wait a second because you don't get all the way there quite, at least not immediately. The parent saw them from far off and ran. They ran to meet them. <laughs> and we're going to stage the scene, just like, actually, I've, I've, I've missed out all my pictures, but we can have the last one on the... Um, we're going to stage the scene just like in this famous painting. Next one, next one, that one, yes. The younger child kneels before their parent and tries to apologize, but the parent has thrown their arms around them in a big hug, and all they want to do is hug them and celebrate. So, arms on his shoulders, give them a big hug. So, how are they feeling? How are you feeling? Happy, yeah. How, uh, uh, any other things that the younger son might be feeling at this point? Relief, massive relief. Anything else? Confused? Confused because that wasn't what they're expecting? Yeah. Shame? Yeah, they're probably still feeling pretty embarrassed because both of them know what has happened before. Okay, proud, full of their own dignity, not so much. How's the, how's the father feeling? Overjoyed, your son's <laughs> back. Overjoyed because your son's back, yes. Anything else? Relief, relief. The son, they thought they'd gone. Yeah, anything else? They can finally dig that hole in that ground. <laughs> Probably just overwhelmed with love for their child. Yeah, and gentle. 
What, okay, so that's these characters. Older child, how are you feeling as the party begins? The brother only causes you trouble. Yeah, any other, any other suggestions what, for, what the, for what the older brother is feeling? Abandoned, yeah. <laughs> Jealous, yeah. A bit forgotten. Yes, anything else? Angry, yeah, angry. Angry at the injustice of it all. Yes. Overlooked, yes. So let's think about the older child for a second. The older child is at home. He is at home, but emotionally... Emotionally, in a way, he's as far away as the younger child was. He's miles away, isn't he? He's not really connected to the dad. Do you remember what he says in the story? All these years, I've been working like a slave for you. And I've never disobeyed your command, yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. In the church, we can be doing all the right things and still be very far from, from the Lord. So the, for me, it's the older brother stuff that's the big challenge and the big temptation. Right, this is the, this is the character for me in, the, in this story. I'm pretty good at keeping going, um, but that, that, right, that can be a weakness, right, because you can just not be aware that you're drifting away. It can leave me distant from others and it can be distant from God. I suppose it's good to be able to keep going. I, I don't think that's entirely a weakness, right? But it, it's really got some dangers and it can bring trouble. Slaving away, that's what the, the older brother says. Slaving away, I've been like, working like a slave for you. And obedience. Now, being like a slave to the Lord and obeying him, those are a part of the Christian life. But the way in which the older brother and sometimes we can think about these things can really poison our relationship with God and leave us very far from him. And actually, the older brother gets his father all wrong, doesn't he? He's, he's wrong about what the father's like. We've, and we've, we've talked about this at, at St. Margaret's before. We can get into a way of thinking that God is constantly wanting to test us and that he can't be trusted with our deepest needs because mostly he wants us to do difficult and painful things. That's the kind of way we get, think, get into thinking about God, that he mostly wants a sort of testing and obedient and grim way for us. That's what he thinks our plans for us, that's what we get into the way of thinking his plans for us are like. When we believe lies like this about the Father... Sometimes what we do is we run away, like the, like the younger son. But sometimes we just stick around like the older son and keep digging. But when we do that, our relationship with the father can just freeze over, like it did with the older son. Who do you think gets reconciled with the father in this story? Who gets reconciled? Whose relationship is put back with the father in this story. Obviously the younger ones. What about the older one? We don't, we don't know, do we? As the older one expresses his anger towards the father, 
it gives the, the father a chance to explain to him how the father is feeling. So that it does look as though there's maybe the, the hope of a reconciliation between the older brother and the father as well. But we don't know how that ends. Certainly, we know that if you're coming in humility to the father because you know that you've messed up, that's a surefire way of getting reconciled. It's better, it's better to be in the position of the younger son. Thanks, Aidan. You've acted that well. It's better to be in your position, coming home in humility and kneeling before the father. Because actually, we're all in that situation. We are all actually broken. We've all run miles from the Lord, and it's better to head home in humility. Now, I think we're going to think a bit more about the story um, in our zones. Oh, we're going we're gonna to hear from Pat. Okay, great. Thanks, thanks, actors. Let's give them a round of applause.